You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe to Locked On Mets wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Apple, Spotify, Himalaya. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Now, I sort of debated whether or not I should even do a podcast tonight because I feel like on Thursday I'm going to need to get you guys a rapid reaction podcast of Carlos Beltran being fired. That just seems like where the tea leaves are going. That's what I kind of feel is going to happen. Jeff Wilpon is going to meet with the media, talk about the Mike Piazza uh, address uh, renaming in Port St. Lucie. So during that press conference, we're probably going to see some clarity on this Carlos Beltran situation one way or another. But I still wanted to get you guys a podcast for the morning for any of you who listen on your way to work. So I'm going to talk about this situation right now and then maybe get you a second podcast later on in the day, depending on what happens. Before we get to any of that, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter, at Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsMarizeOnline.com. Now, over the last 48 hours... I think I've been proven completely wrong and off base on this. And I don't think that my opinions have changed when it comes to Carlos Beltran, the sign-stealing scandal, any of it. But I did not correctly assess the backlash that would be out there when it came to Carlos Beltran and keeping him as the Mets manager. I thought it was something that would eventually just kind of wear away. We wouldn't talk about it anymore. It would fade out into the distance as the season got underway. And there was the other next big storyline, whatever it would have been. But the New York media has clearly set out to get Beltron fired. I mean, you can look at it whatever which way. There has been enough publications that have written articles talking about why Carlos Beltron needs to get fired. Mark Teixeira goes on ESPN, and he says his former teammate, should be fired. And when you look on social media and you see some of these polls that people are putting up, should the Mets fire Beltron? Should the Mets keep him? It seems like a lot of people are skewing more towards keeping him. And I do kind of feel that a mass majority of Mets fans do want Beltron to remain as the manager. But I also think that those Mets fans aren't the loudest voice. And I think the louder people are the ones who are completely, vehemently against Carlos Beltran being the Mets manager, who look at him as a cheater, do not want to associate with cheaters, bottom line, cut dry, that's it. And if that's your opinion, and that's the way you feel about it, I'm not going to be able to change it. And I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I'm not going to say, I can't sit here and say, hey, cheaters are fine, but... At the same time, I can question if this is the best thing for the organization you're rooting for, for the New York Mets to win in 2020. If they decide to fire Beltron, 
or if Beltron steps down, which, again, appears to be the likely direction right now. We haven't seen anything concrete, but we've been hearing rumblings. There was a tweet that was sent out from Alyssa Rose, Howie Rose's daughter, who also works with the organization, that was quickly deleted, but it was screen grabbed, and it appeared to hint towards Beltron uh, parting ways with the organization. You had Carlos Beltran's niece tweet out something about how her tío, her uncle, was stepping down from the Mets, how sad that made her. That started to make its rounds. So it appears that that's where we're going here. But if that happens, okay, and if the Mets now have to find a manager, what you have to realize about this situation is the options aren't stark. There's not a lot of different guys that you can go out and hire. Eduardo Perez, if the Mets can get him to leave ESPN after just signing a contract extension with them, I don't know how those TV deals work. If it's easy to get out if you're taking a job within the actual sports league, maybe it is. So that could be on the table. And if that is the case and Eduardo Perez becomes your manager, honestly, the Mets are probably in really good shape because Eduardo Perez is runner-up. He would be a good fit, and you don't have to deal with any of this other side drama that we're talking about. So if that's the direction that this ultimately goes, then I think the Mets are all right. At the same time, if you're talking about certain managerial candidates that never made it to the final rounds of their interviews, well, now I'm a little bit more concerned. I mean, I know that Andy Martino tweeted out about John Gibbons, if I'm not mistaken, Rob Ventura, are guys that were interviewed that have a lot of managerial experience that are still out there. So could one of those guys come into the fold? Yes. But the level of collaboration that they were talking about with Beltron being the type of manager that ironically they could trust, but someone that they really were excited to work with along with the front office... Having that person in place was kind of what the Mets were selling us on why they would improve this year. And so now if you're going to bring in someone like a John Gibbons or somebody else who's completely out of left field, well, is that collaboration going to be there? And a lot of times when your manager's not on the same page with your front office, it's not usually a beneficial relationship and the team can struggle because of it. So... That's where my head's at with all this is that Carlos Beltran won what was a very extensive, long, and drawn-out interview process where they interviewed a ton of managerial candidates. And so, while I don't trust this front office in a lot of ways, I would say that if you're going to have faith in your team and your organization where the direction is, then you have to think that through that long, drawn-out process, Carlos Beltran was the best man for the job. And so if he was the best man for the job then, in my opinion, he still is the best man for the job, regardless of some of this stuff that is going on right now. And I think that Carlos Beltran would be really stupid to commit another sign-stealing scandal right now. I just don't think that that is going to happen. For one, I think Major League Baseball is going to really take this seriously. This is a big stain on them as a whole. It's not just the Astros. It's not just the Red Sox. It's not just any other team that's implicated. There was a culture of science dealing that was persistent and that was not addressed. And so now they're trying to penalize it. And so I believe that there's going to be 
extra MLB officials around every ball club to make sure this stuff isn't happening. And they have made it very clear now that if a team is caught sign stealing, the manager is going to be held accountable. Carlos Beltran has a lot to look forward to when it comes to his relationship with baseball. And that might be why he steps down right now. Because the last thing he needs is managing the New York Mets to jeopardize his case to be a Hall of Famer. And so that's something that really, it's a tightrope that he's walking right now with these allegations. And again, maybe that's why he just steps down and says, I don't want any part of this, okay? I've made my money. I love the game of baseball. I love to compete. But the last thing I need to do is jeopardize my reputation any further. And so maybe he bows out. But I don't think that Carlos Beltran is stupid enough to cheat again. So then the question becomes, how morally conflicted are you about having someone who cheated as a player come in and be part of your organization? Because J.D. Davis and Jake Marisnik were both part of the Astros team. I have seen a video of J.D. Davis at the plate with a big loud trash can bang, which was obviously the Astros' signal for stealing signs. So he was complicit in this scandal. And he lied about it because J.D. Davis was asked about it in the media and he kind of shrugged it off. So he basically did the same thing as Carlos Beltran, albeit with a much lesser profile. Um, He was not actually on the World Series team. He was more of a September call-up, didn't really get a ton of playing time. But he was in that clubhouse when it was going on and I heard a trash can with him at the plate. So he obviously was aware of this scandal Didn't say a word about it. So I think everyone is really running with this idea that Carlos Beltran lied to the media. But there's also that other side of it where you don't want to rat your teammates. The investigation had just started. And all the reports say that Carlos Beltran, when he got interviewed by the investigators, was completely forthcoming and gave them all the information they needed. So he was honest in that setting. I would assume he's been honest with the Mets throughout that process. And so personally, I would stand by my manager and keep him around. That's been my opinion this whole time. I know some people don't agree with it. I know some people think he needs to pay for it. And you know what? He likely is going to. It doesn't appear like Beltran is going to keep his job. Now, Jeff Wilpon could surprise us all. He could stand up at the Mike Piazza press conference and say, you know what? There's been a lot of discussion about Carlos Beltran. This is a day about Mike Piazza. Here's our opinion on it. Carlos has been working with our staff here in Port St. Lucie for some time. We have full confidence that Carlos Beltran has put his past behind him, and we want to move on with the future as Carlos Beltran being our manager. He could do that, and that could be the thing that comes out tomorrow. And if it is, kudos to the Mets, because I think they might be making the right decision. But there's the better chance that the Mets and or Carlos Beltran decides that this is just a situation that everyone needs to try to put in the rearview mirror. And the only way for the Mets or for Beltran to do that is to part ways for Beltran to kind of go into hiding for a little bit and come back. But I still think there's a leap to be made when comparing Carlos Beltran directly to Alex Cora. I think Cora was not only in a higher position of power, as I've talked about, but he also did it in two places, took it to Boston, and won a World Series with the Red Sox. 
So here is the one place that I'll leave you with. And this is really the thing that I look at with Belcher and I said this is the most damning piece of evidence against him and why I would understand the Mets moving on. And that was this video that came out with Cora talking about Beltron and his impact on the Yankees. Basically, Carlos Beltron came in, was brought in as a special advisor to Brian Cashman, and Cora, after getting his butt whooped by the Yankees, it's believe in the London series, he basically implies that Carlos Beltron was the biggest free agent acquisition that the Yankees had, and he's helping them see details. He says something like that. And that the Red Sox know what was going on, and they need to clean up their details. And it's really ridiculous now, looking back on it, how he is implicating his good friend and really implicating himself. And I guess that's almost the culture of what was going on. Everyone's doing it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers, if the Yankees, if the Rays, I don't know, all these analytical teams have ways to do this where they haven't gotten caught yet, and whether they do get caught in the future or not, I wouldn't be surprised how widespread this could be. But at the same time, Carlos Beltran could have been the guy that brought it to the Yankees. And if that gets proven, which it hasn't been yet, then he should be in some serious trouble with Major League Baseball. And because of that side of it, because Cora suggests it, because that opinion is getting out there, because... It is taking a life of its own. I understand why this might get to a point where it's just, again, it's untenable for, for either side and the Mets have to move on. But I still, bottom line, don't think that the on-field product in 2020 will be better without Carlos Beltran as the Mets manager. Now, we will see if that's the direction they go, if that's the direction he goes, and who gets brought in. And this could work itself out, right? Let's just throw another scenario out there. Let's just say the Mets don't know what to do. They have Luis Rojas as their quality control coach. So he's still on the bench. They have their bench coach. They have their pitching coach. They have their hitting coach. All the entire coaching staff's in place. What if they say, you know what? For this year, Luis Rojas is going to be our interim manager. And then either he's going to keep the job or we're going to do another managerial search next year. All of a sudden, I think Luis Rojas could be a really good manager. So maybe it works out. There's a lot of situations where this could just work out. And I think that's kind of the last thing that gets factored in here is, what does a manager do in 2020? What is his role? What is he bringing to the table? It's something I talked about a lot earlier in the offseason when the Mets were going through this drawn-out search for their next manager. And the impact that that manager has might not be that great. They got to keep the wheels on. They got to keep things organized. So maybe Beltran's not the right guy. Who knows? Maybe the next person that comes in after this turns out to be the right guy. There's nothing that we can do at this point to explain it or to analyze it yet until we know the direction the Mets are going to go. And once we know that, and once we know who's going to be managing the Mets, then I could formulate a better opinion on if that person is suited for that position, if the Mets are going to be all right. But the fact that the Mets have somehow gotten themselves more wrapped up in this sign-stealing scandal at the moment 
than even the Astros, or at least would maybe it's because I'm in a Mets centric world and my social media is all Mets, but because of the magnitude of the New York media, this has turned into a massive story, which I did not foresee, and I probably should have. So it's just a good learning experience. And again, Jeff Wilpon's going to address the media tomorrow, or as you're listening to this now, I think it's 11:30 a.m. on Thursday. And we should have a better idea of what's going to come from it after that. Anyway, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets.